From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 16th of August, 2022. Good afternoon. Today, we're going to be talking about developments in Ukraine. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just why there's no water. But first, an update on Ukraine. In the past few hours, let alone days, there have been a number of developments when it comes to the war in Ukraine. So we wanted to quickly run through what's happened in Ukraine in the past 24 hours or so. Starting with an attack on the Wagner Group. According to reports, Ukrainian artillery managed to hit the headquarters of the Wagner Group following a spectacular alleged security breach. Last week, a pro-Russian journalist visited the base and posted a photo on Telegram. So far, so good. The problem being that the photo contained a visible street sign in the corner of the image, in effect allowing Ukrainian forces to pinpoint the base, something confirmed by the region's governor who wrote on Telegram that Ukrainian forces hit an enemy headquarters whose whereabouts were established thanks to a Russian journalist. The group, whose existence is not acknowledged by the Kremlin, is widely seen as the de facto private army of the Russian president, and were first deployed back in 2014 during Russia's annexation of Crimea, with some suggesting that members of the group formed part of the, quote, little green men who occupied the region. Wagner has been accused of a number of war crimes, including allegedly murdering civilians near Kiev. Also in the news, five Europeans are facing trial on charges of being mercenaries and, quote, undergoing training to seize power by force in the separatist-controlled region of Donetsk. The five consist of three Brits and two EU nationals, one from Sweden, another from Croatia. All five pleaded not guilty to the charges. And although Russia itself imposed a moratorium on the death penalty under President Boris Yeltsin back in 1996, the moratorium does not apply to the two separatist regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, i.e. the death penalty could be imposed. And whilst you might think that the death penalty seems a bit much, in fact, back in June, the Supreme Court of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic sentenced two Brits and a Moroccan to death for being mercenaries. They're currently appealing the sentence. The Croatian Foreign Ministry, in a statement, dismissed the incident, finding it to be unfounded, as it's opposed to international conventions on the treatment of detained civilians and prisoners of war. The British Foreign Office has yet to comment. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Scott Morrison may have left office about three months ago, but Australia's former Prime Minister is back in the headlines amid outrage over revelations that, as Prime Minister, he secretly appointed himself to five additional ministerial portfolios. During the pandemic, Morrison appointed himself to ministerial portfolios, including health, finance, resources and home affairs, without informing the public and, in some cases, without informing the existing minister. In at least one case, as a secondary minister, Morrison overruled the decision by the existing minister. In explaining his decision, Morrison described it as a break-glass-in-case-of-emergency safeguard and apologised for any offence to his colleagues. 
His successor, Anthony Albanese, described it as an unprecedented trashing of the Westminster system and ordered a probe into revelations. Morrison's former Home Affairs Minister, whose role was assumed by Scott Morrison without her knowledge, has called on the ex-Prime Minister to resign from Parliament, saying his actions undermined the integrity of government. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Nearly a week after Kenyans went to the polls, incumbent Deputy President William Ruto has been declared the winner of the presidential election by the country's electoral commission. However, a dispute over the result means a protracted court battle is likely. The commission's chair, who has the ultimate authority in declaring the result, announced that Ruto had defeated veteran opposition politician Rala Odinga with about 50.5% of the vote. But four out of seven commissioners disowned the result, saying the counting had been opaque. Nevertheless, Ruto made his acceptance speech and called for unity while his supporters took to the streets to celebrate. Meanwhile, people in Odinga's heartlands protested the declaration and burned tyres in the street. Exactly what happens now is yet to be seen, but a court battle is likely, and there is anxiety that there may be a repeat of post-election violence seen in 2007 and 2017. Turning to the US, where Donald Trump's former personal lawyer and former mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, has landed himself in hot water. Talking to US media, Giuliani's attorney confirmed that Giuliani was under criminal investigation in Georgia regarding attempts to overturn the 2020 election results in the state. The investigation comes after a phone call between Trump and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger back in January 2021 took place where Trump urged Raffensperger to find 11,780, precisely the number of votes needed to win the state. Giuliani is set to testify before a grand jury tomorrow, after a judge ordered him to comply with the subpoena. Giuliani himself has been quick to cast doubt on the investigation, calling it politically motivated and accusing Atlanta of being, quote, well known for corruption. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. The editor for The Daily Briefing is going to be off for about a week, so this is the last one for, well, that time. But if you want to see our discussion of just why there is no water, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.